0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Critics Corner Podcast. I'm William Locke, and joining me for, I gotta say, a very, very special edition of the Critics Corner Podcast, our Week 13, our Rivalry Week Preview. It's all been leading to this. Joe, how's it going?
1: It's here. It's here. We've talked about this game this week pretty much all season long. You've been on the preview pod before Week 1, and it's finally here, so... I mean, you're excited. Everyone's talking about it, especially the last month or so, just intensified it with everything going on off the field. But Ohio State, Michigan doesn't get any bigger than this, man. They're both undefeated.
0: It does not get any bigger than this. This is this is why you go to Michigan. It's why you go to Ohio State. It's you know a game that you think 364 days about, well, 365, but you know it, every day of the year that that the game is not happening uh it's it, it's everything as a fan as a player as a coach i can't imagine actually being involved in, in playing in this game uh it's nervous nerve-wracking enough as a fan um and it, it's it, you know michigan's one, too straight uh ohio state is going to come into this one really pissed off they're going to be really focused uh there's obviously all the off the field distractions going on right now with michigan and and some drama with maybe ohio state being involved with the private investigation firm that That uh, was hired to investigate Michigan. That which adds some intrigue. So it's probably the last the game that we'll see with this. You know these stakes, both undefeated in the fourteen playoff era. You know because as we move to the twelve team playoff, this game would be the rivalry game that it is, of course. But they probably play next weekend in, in the Big Ten championship game, and they could theoretically play again in the playoff. So this is kind of the last time we'll see the game the way it is and oh boy yeah it, it's a big one it, it's 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 quite the game
1: yeah math I mean doesn't happen you know as often it's been a lot more lately with both programs the past couple of years being premier teams but both undefeated like I know everybody thought this would happen being the season like oh like they both should win all these games are gonna be favorites but just the fact that they all made it through you know these games and Ohio State's offense you know need a little little help and M H J shade has been incredible and Michigan off the field, we don't have to talk about that. We talk a lot of, a lot about it. But the fact that they're both undefeated just makes this game so amazing. It really is, you know, winner of the Big Ten Championship will be heavy favorites against Iowa. And, you know, they, they should make the playoffs. So it really seems like a game to make the playoff and, and have all these breaking rights versus the other and all, all the trash talk back and forth of off the field. And I mean, it's all just built up to this. I mean, you cannot ask for anything more Is you know, a fan of Ohio state, a fan of Michigan, or just a fan of college football that they're both undefeated going to this game.
0: It's the first time since the early 1900s that both teams are undefeated heading into this game. So, or for, for two straight years in a row, mm-hmm. both undefeated. So, so the state yeah, the programs are in, in great spots right now, and the stakes could not be higher. Where are, where are you leaning in this game? What are your initial thoughts? You know, we're, for full full transparency, we're, we're recording this on Monday, just because, you know, Hall, uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving week, you know, we're traveling, etc. So I wanted to get the podcast in early line sits at three and a half right now on both DraftKings and FanDuel uh, line opened on DraftKings at four bet down to three and a half uh, FanDuel open at three and a half is still at three and a half. You can get Michigan on the money line at minus 175 right now uh, and over under is like 46 and a half. So H- how are you feeling about this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, Harbaugh's out for sure, so we know that. So all the off-the-field stuff is, I think, solidified going into the game. They know what they have um, in terms of preparation. Man, it, it feels so interesting because Michigan's worst team of the season felt like last week, but maybe they get that clunker out of the way, they were just looking ahead to this one. Um, so both teams have had a heck of a season. It Man, it's going to come down to the trenches, in my opinion. Like, who can control – you know, can Michigan shut down with their secondary on MHJ – what can Ohio State do to to put the ball in and make JJ make plays? Um, essentially, and, and try to you know not that, that rushing game you know dominate for Blake and Donovan Edwards. Um, they're at home though. Michigan's at home. Um, I'll I'll, I'll let you go first, and then I'll make my decision.
0: Yeah, I got. I mean, obviously, got I got a ton to say. I can go on for hours talking about this game. Um, you mentioned Blake Corum's first time he's gonna play in this game fully healthy. He was out last year, played like or had like one carry and realized he couldn't go. So he he was out last year. He's as of now, you know, unless anything happens in practice this week, he's 100% fully healthy, ready to go. Same with Donovan Edwards. Michigan's relatively healthy. They get Ladarius Henderson back at left tackle. Uh, Sharon more confirmed that he'll be playing. So Michigan has the advantage, I would say, with their offensive line compared to Ohio State's offensive line. Um, Michigan's 20th overall from an offensive line perspective in sacks on the year. Interestingly enough, Ohio State's their their defense is certainly better this year. And you got to tip your cat to them. They've, they've improved significantly on on that end of the football. Uh, they're first in passing yards, 21st in rushing yards, 22nd in yards per play, um, 16th in scoring defense, 9th in red zone efficiency. They have a great defense. The one weakness that they have, in my opinion, is their pass rush, 87th in sacks on the season. They don't really get to the quarterback, which I think if you give J.J. McCarthy time, yes, Ohio State has a good secondary, but I think you know, he, he was banged up in the Maryland game, got banged up against uh, Penn state. We saw what they did with the game plan there. They didn't really run the football or sorry, they didn't really throw the football in that game, stuck to the run. If you let JJ give him time, let the receivers get open. I think he'll have a big game. I think Michigan will be able to run the football. And I think they're going to try to establish that early similar game plan to Penn state with maybe a little bit more passing mixed into it. Um, and I think obviously both teams will open up the playbook fully. We're going to see a lot of stuff that we haven't seen all season uh, that they've been holding for this game. So expect uh, some interesting, some interesting play, play calls, play selection um, in that aspect. Michigan's defense is great. We know that we, but we did see Maryland move the ball really well against them last week, which, which is cause cons- for concern. If you're a Michigan fan, uh, especially, you know, with Marvin Harrison, Jr. and Mecca Buka back, um, Ohio State's offense is 115th in points this year. Uh, they're 86th in the rushing yards, 23rd in passing yards. I think if you're a Michigan fan, you really worry if Ohio State's, if they can establish the run game with Travion Henderson. Uh, but if they can't, you got to feel good. Kenneth Grant, you know, Michigan's defensive line is, is loaded. And I think they're going to be able to get to the quarterback. If they get to McCord, that's going to be a huge advantage. You got to watch for that. Um, if Michigan's getting to the quarterback, that's, that's an advantage to them. This is Kyle McCord's, you know, biggest game as a starter biggest game of his life, going on the road into Ann Arbor uh, starting as, as a sophomore. Michigan has an elite defense, but the secondary was maybe exposed a little bit last weekend. Will Johnson going to be a big game for him, going to be a huge game for second corner. Josh Wallace, I think Brian Day is going to try to target him. Um, and I think my biggest thing is if Ohio State can establish the run, that is huge for them. If Michigan can get to the quarterback, that's huge for them. So I think Michigan has the the advantage in offensive line. I think Michigan has the advantage in quarterback. And this is the first time in quite some time that we've been able to say that Michigan has a better quarterback in this matchup. Uh, Michigan has the advantage in the run game. They have two all caliber or all American caliber running backs, even though the stats might not be there this year for them. Michigan has the advantage in the defensive line. And then I'd say Ohio State has the advantage in the wide receiving core. Uh, They have the advantage in the linebacking core and they have the advantage in the secondary. So, you know, this game hasn't really been that close since 2016. They've been blowouts both ways, even though it's felt close for long stretches of those games. I think Michigan can win this football game because I, I still think at a, despite all of the change that Ohio state has made on their defense year over year, I think Michigan's still going to be able to run the damn ball down their throats. And that's why I'm going with Michigan. I think they win this game by four points. I think it's like a 28 to 24 type game and, and, I got to ride with the Wolverines here. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a hell of, hell of a nerve-wracking game for, for both fans involved, but I'm going to go with the Wolverines.
1: What, what do they do with, with MHJ? Do you just double them all game? Like What do you, what do you think they should do? Uh, he's that's... been the best player on, on Ohio State. I think he's, he's kept him in a lot of these ball games and won him a lot of games. He's taken a lot of pressure out from McCord. I know they have a great wide receiver room, but do you just try to neutralize him as much as you can and think... make other guys beat you?
0: I think you have to, and when we saw kind of Minnesota do that last weekend. I think Minnesota, he only had like three catches for thirty yards last weekend. So, if you devote a lot of attention to him, um, I think I think you can limit him. But he's still going to have he's still going to have a big game. I think the biggest key, in my opinion, to slowing down Marvin Harrison Jr. is getting to Kyle McCord with you know different blitz packages and throwing different looks at that offensive line because I think that offensive line can be got at. And, and that's where I think Michigan has, has a significant advantage because, like I said, the secondary kind of got exposed against Maryland last weekend. So even though we have Will Johnson, one of the best cornerbacks in the country, I think it's going to come down to getting to Calvin Corden and, and getting pressure in that backfield.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think that's going to be huge. And I don't know, I just lean Michigan in this one. They're at home. And I think a big thing that swung is Blake Corm. He hasn't really played healthy in this game. If they can control the line of scrimmage, it's going to be 100, 110,000 people probably at the stadium, right? Yep, yeah,
0: yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Mostly rooting for Michigan. It's going to be electric, a hostile atmosphere for Ohio State. And McCord, big game for him, biggest game of his life of this season. And uh, I think you just go at MHJ, try to take him out of the ballgame, make McCord beat you in a very hostile environment. It's going to be loud. It's going to be packed. And Blake Corum, man, if they can take the lead and just run this ball, um, if JJ has time, and can make a couple of plays, find Brumman Wilson. You know, call us a homer pop. I think I'm on the Wolverines too. I love the pick,
0: and I'm glad you're, you're on him. It's actually Blake Coram's birthday on Saturday too, and it's his first time really getting a full chance against Ohio State as the starting running back. So, I'd be I'd be one hell of a birthday present. It'd be one hell of a birthday present. Um, but yeah, this one, whew, it, it's the best rivalry in my opinion in, in college football. I'm obviously biased. There's some great ones: Army Navy, Auburn, Alabama. But just the the hate both on and off the field. We've seen what's going on with Ohio State, this off, you know, off the field and, and with the stuff with Michigan. So couldn't be more excited. I wish it was Saturday already. We still got a few days to go as we sit here on Monday. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm rolling with the Wolverines minus three and a half. I think they, think they get it done. And it seems like you're, you're on that board too.
1: I'm on it too. I just want a good game though. At the end of the day, I do want it to be close and, and competitive. And you just can't ask for much more as an, as an outside fan of either team. So uh, no, I'm excited for this one.
0: And I don't want it to be close. I'd love a Michigan blowout. That would <laughs> make me extremely happy. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, gonna be quite the game in Ann Arbor this weekend. Big noon kickoff game day bar stool. Everyone's there. So whole deal. Uh, it's the game. Elsewhere, elsewhere in college football, it's a it's a really fun weekend. We got kind of got a you know spread out slate. Uh, spread out slate this weekend. Games on Thursday. Games on Friday. Games on Tuesday. Actually, some action as well. Thursday, we got Ole Miss minus 11 and a half at Mississippi State. This is always kind of a, a weird one. Um, the the Egg Bowl, you know, big rivalry game. It's been played on Thanksgiving for a while now. Um, and then Friday, we got a bunch of games. But in, in that Mississippi State-Ole Miss game, give me give me Mississippi State plus 11 and a half. I just think that's a lot of points for Ole Miss to cover. But I think Ole Miss can, can win this game um, by a touchdown or so.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping Mississippi State can keep it close. It's been a really tough season. They they already canned their coach. Ole Miss is a a big time favorite, but they're at home, so hopefully the cowbells are ringing and they can uh, send the fans home at at least with a close game. Uh, you know, they're in Starksville.
0: Yeah, the the, the cowbells will will be ringing, and that's a it's a really weird place to play, um, <laughs> in, in a rivalry game. There's always there's always some weird shit that goes down in this game. So 100. I, I always like watching this one. The headliner on Friday is 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 a big one. It's Oregon, Oregon State, 8 30 PM Eastern on Fox. Oregon State comes in off the loss against Washington. Oregon comes in off the win against Arizona. bonix Heisman contending quarterback, but this is the last ever Civil War. Uh, at least the last scheduled one. And uh, you know, it's it's in it's in Eugene. So, you know, Oregon's uh thirteen and a half, fourteen point favorite, depending on where you get it. Um uh, that's what I'm seeing right now, at least as we sit here on Monday. So, where, wh- how, how do you feel about this game heading in? Uh, do you think Oregon can cover that, that two touchdown spread?
1: Oregon's looked like just about the best team in the country ever since that Washington game. And Bo Nix is, looks unbeatable. They're at home, it's a night game. Give me great atmosphere. Oregon State, their offense didn't look like they'd be able to keep up with this with, it, with, how, with how they played against Washington. I got to lean Oregon man. They just look so good. I know it's a lot of points in in a rivalry game, but they're at home in this one and I mean, I'm, nobody's flying with the Ducks right now in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I think I think you're right. I think I think Oregon wins the game, but I think Oregon State can can keep it close. This one to me is going to come down to how how Oregon State performs in the red zone. They're actually second in the nation in, in red zone efficiency at this point. Oregon's defense is 42nd, so Kind of a weak spot for Oregon defensively and, and certainly Oregon State's strong suit uh, offensively. If if they can give the ball to Damian Martinez and he can plow through that Oregon defensive line and, and put the ball in the end zone, obviously gives them a great chance of winning this game. Also comes down to GJU and, and his ability to throw the football. We saw he wasn't really able to do it in um, at home against Washington last weekend. Conditions kind of uh, hampered his ability to throw the football uh, they're 51st uh, in passing yards uh, offensively, 23rd in rushing yards. So I, I think this game is going to be closer than than the spread indicates. Um, Oregon's electric on offense. We all know about that. Bo Nix has, has been uh, great to watch this year. They're, they got a great offensive line, first in sacks allowed, first and first downs on the year, second in passing yards, 20th in rushing yards, second in yards per play. Second in turnovers, they don't turn the ball over. They're a sound coach, soundly coached team. They execute on both ends. And I think Oregon wins, but I think Oregon State can can stay in this one just because of the, the the last ever rivalry game, the kind of the emotion that goes into it. And uh, but this is gonna be a really fun one on Friday night. And, and Oregon's playing for a berth in in the 12 Championship game. Oregon State last crack at Oregon. It's a fun one. It's always been a fun rivalry game. And I, I honestly, I can't wait for this game to kick off too.
1: Civil War would be great. It's Friday night. So it'll be appointment viewing for sure.
0: Absolutely. Elsewhere on Friday, got some, got some good games. You got uh TCU at Oklahoma, Oklahoma favored by 12 and a half Miami at BC, Miami favored by eight and a half, uh, Iowa, Nebraska, always a fun rivalry game, Nebraska favored by a point, point and a half, depending on where you get it. That one's at noon on CBS. Uh, UTSA at Tulane, big AAC game, 3.30 yeah. PM on ABC battle to make the AAC title game, Missouri going for that 10 win season minus seven at Arkansas, 4.00 PM on CBS, Texas trying to stay alive in the playoff hunt minus 13 and a half at home against Texas tech. That one's seven thirty on ABC. And then also Penn state minus 20 at Michigan state, seven thirty on NBC. That game's at Ford field, actually not in East Lansing at Ford field so outside of the oregon oregon state game where else are, are you kind of looking on black friday
1: won't be a fun game to watch but iowa at nebraska nebraska needs this one to make the bowl game and i really like him in this game Iowa's you know offense is just atrocious so Brock Purdy's brother chuba ruchuba one of the two i don't know how to say it but he's mm-hmm. actually the starter now for nebraska is the third one of the year at, at quarterback i like that one and then the two group of five ones man air force at boise state boise state man if they win this one they've got a shot a real good shot to make the mountain west conference game title game uh, after firing their coach um yeah. top place to play their favorite by six and a half air force is reeling but i'm big on the falcons um if they win they they have a pretty good chance to make make it back to the mountain west conference championship and then utsa tulane um we've talked about the utsa coach as a hot cannon the coach in carousel tulane's just kind of been you know that front runner for the group of six uh group of five new year's six bowl game and they haven't really played like that though, so I, I I might take UTSA to trip them up.
0: Yeah, this is Tulane's first real big test. You know, they played at Memphis, got a win there. Uh but UTSA I think is a much better team than Memphis, so that's a fun one. Give me UTSA plus the three as well. I like TCU plus twelve and a half, uh more on that game later. I like Boston College, eight and a half more on that game later. I like Temple plus eleven and a half against Memphis. I like oh. Nebraska what
1: I'm just you just know I'm heavy on Memphis.
0: I know you're heavy on Memphis, but I just I think that's too many points for Memphis, even though Temple's not a great team this year. I like Nebraska to win outright against Iowa as well. Um I like I like Air Force plus six and a half too. I just think it's gonna be tough for Boise to cover that many points against uh, you know, we know the offense they run.
1: I like Missouri minus seven.
0: It feels like a trap game. It feels like a trap line. They uh Probably. also Arkansas just announced that Sam Pittman will be coming back next year. He was well, kind of a did. Yeah, he was kind of a name being floated around on the hot seat, but they're sticking to their guns. So maybe the play—it's either like the players are going to come out inspired and play for their coach, or they're going to be like, "Damn, this kind of sucks. I didn't really like Pittman. I'm I'm in the portal next week anyway. I don't want to. I don't really care about this one." And Missouri's playing for that tenth win, like we said. So Uh, I I lean Arkansas plus seven, just because it's rivalry week. That's a lot of points. Uh, Texas Tech—I think I think Texas wins by more than two touchdowns. So give me Texas minus 13 and a half. Give me Michigan State plus 20 just because they're so bad. Drew Aller injury concerns right now. Don't know if we'll go in this one. Um, It's a lot of points. It's just a lot of points for Penn State. They don't have the offense to cover even with Drew Aller. Uh, So I lean there. I lean lean State at Ford Field. I expect that place to be like 75% full, but definitely not full.
1: I kinda I kinda agree with most of those picks. And yeah, I just think that Michigan State one is it's just a lot of points for Penn State. Yeah. Especially with- but, I mean a lot of these a lot of these games have upset potential and just like chances for uh for a little bit of chaos, I think, at the end of the season. Some teams that aren't even playing for bowl games like in Arkansas might play spirited, some fighting for a bowl game like Nebraska. Um, so still some really fun ones in that in that Friday slate. Yeah, like
0: what more could you ask for than a Pretty much full slate of, of college football on Black Friday. Also got the NFL game. I think it's Jets Dolphins, which sounds a lot better. Probably sounded a lot better when it was scheduled. Uh, but <laughs> lot a lot of football on Black Friday. I believe Black Friday last year was the USA England game in the World Cup. I think today, Monday was exactly one year since since the World Cup kicked off. So missed that as well. This kind of just keeps going on the it's a great time to be a sports fan team. Uh mm-hmm. for full slate of games on Friday. And then we move into Saturday outside of the Ohio State-Michigan game. There's a couple good games at noon that I will certainly not be watching. Uh, I'll be locked into the Michigan game, as most people I think will across college football, but also Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville minus seven on ABC. Uh, Texas A&M at LSU minus 11 for LSU there. My early leans. I think, I mean, I'm going to ride with Louisville minus seven. What has Kentucky done or what has Kentucky showed me this year that I think they can cover a, a seven point spread on the road against a team fighting for New Year's Six Bowl? Give me, give me the Cardinals and then give me, I think Jane Daniels is going to be playing for the Heisman in this game. I think he's going to want to have another like transcendent performance, six touchdowns, three rushing, three passing, something like that. So give me LSU big just because of that offense.
1: Yeah. I mean, Louisville's at home. They're fighting for a lot. I mean, Florida State looking somewhat vulnerable. They're they're looking their chops right now and Kentucky coming into town just reeling. They just can't get a win right now. So, um I like the Cardinals and you already you already know I'm on the Tigers, man. They're minus eleven. They're at home and they're gonna be they're gonna be opening up the playbook. Anything they can do, I mean, their goal right now is to get Jaden the Heisman and so they're gonna be, you know, they're slinging this rock around it the entire field. I agree. I think we're on the same page
0: there. Afternoon slate, some good ones here, some good ones. Uh, Colorado's at Utah, Utah minus 21 and a half. Last game for Coach Prime in Colorado this season, that one's 3 p.m. on Pac 12. Headliner of the afternoon slate is certainly Bama at Auburn. Bama favored by 14 and a half points, 330 CBS. Don't understand that line. I know Auburn uh, just lost to New Mexico State, which, you know, I I think people might factor in the, people might take that result and be like, Yes, they just got killed by New Mexico State, but in a weird, like convoluted way that makes them gives them a better chance against Alabama, just because Alabama might be like overlooking the game, kind of looking ahead to Georgia. I, I think Bama kills them. Auburn mm-hmm. can't do the football on Alabama. Peyton Thorne is not; he's not. He can't throw the ball. He can't throw. I mean, I think Bama wins this game by three, four touchdowns. I know oh, it's a tough place to play, but give me give me the tide in that game for sure.
1: Yeah, I I like Colorado cover if Shadour is playing. If Shadour is playing, I think they can be in this game, but that that's a big if. In a disappointing end of the season for those guys.
0: Yeah, you on the Tide?
1: Oh, I'm on the Tide big. I don't see. I don't. Auburn inspires no hope for me right now. If you're getting trounced by New Mexico State, like you know, I just think I think Bama's just tuned up. They're ready to roll. You know, they're ready to roll Tide.
0: Roll Tide. Uh, San Jose State at UNLV, UNLV favored by three and a half. That's another one for with Mountain West title. Uh, if
1: UNLV wins, they're in. Even if they lose, they probably still make it. But San Jose State, if they win, they might be in too. So that's a fun one. But I'm I'm on UNLV, man. They're three and a half point favorites, and they've been playing like the best team in the Mountain West. So I'm kind of surprised it's this low. San Jose State's looked good the last few weeks, but I'm big on, uh, on, on uh, Las Vegas.
0: I'm, I'm big on the Rebs there as well uh going for a ten win year. That'd be a great season for them. Arizona minus twelve and a half at Arizona State, three thirty ESPN. Arizona can still make the Pac-Twelve title game with a win and an Oregon loss to Oregon State on Friday. Give Wouldn't me the that Wildcats. Be crazy? That'd be insane. Jedfish, that'd be insane. Uh but give me give me the Wildcats big. Arizona State stinks. I know this is a rivalry game, but I think Arizona's locked in. They're really they're really focused and I think they can win this game by two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I mean, Arizona, it's kind of like the Auburn thing. Like, Arizona State's looked really bad lately, and Arizona Arizona's looked really good. It's a rivalry game, so I'm sure one of these, you know, rivalry ones, someone's going to pull off a big upset because they're just all ready to roll. It's the Super Bowl at the end of the year. But Arizona, man, I mean, they just – they they're hotter than anybody in the Pac-12. So, yeah, I'm on them.
0: Like that pick. Like that pick. Elsewhere, Wazoo at Washington. Washington favored by 17. That one's 4
1: p.m. on Fox. You got a lot of points.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of points in a rivalry game.
1: Wazoo to cover. Lazio to cover. is a lot. Cam Ward. You know, Cam Ward can be Cam Ward. I like them to cover a lot.
0: I think Washington covers. I think Washington wins by three touchdowns at home. All right. Wisconsin minus two at Minnesota. With Minnesota might have
1: boots on the ground for this one.
0: Ooh. ooh. Minnesota might playing might have have boots on today. the ground.
1: Go go from, going for bowl eligibility, baby, a big one at the bank. <laughs> do, do the Gophers storm the field
0: if they win? the
1: <laughs> Oh, that'd be so embarrassing. But who knows, man? It's they're fighting for a lot. This, this is a huge rivalry game. Wisconsin's favored by two, but it's really just a pick 'em right now. And um, gonna be cold, gonna be cold weather. They're fighting for Paul Bunyan's axe, and Minnesota wants to keep that one at home. They haven't had a lot in the last couple of decades, but they had it last year, and they're trying to keep it around. And they they're trying to make a bowl game, which you know. P.J. Flack always makes bowl games, it seems like. So it's been a disappointing season forever in the Big Ten West, but Minnesota for sure. Um, I'm on the ghosts. I'm on the Goofs in this one.
0: Yeah, give me Wisconsin. I just don't think Minnesota can move the ball.
1: I mean, their offense is not <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> BYU at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State minus 17 and a half, 330 ABC. I like Oklahoma State big. Liberty going for a perfect season at UTEP favored by 17. Look, uh, 330 CBS. Liberty hasn't played a team with a pulse all year, but give oh, me Liberty big.
1: They're going to they're gonna win again though.
0: Fun one. Uh, Virginia Tech minus two and a half at Virginia. 3.30 on ACC Network. Give me the who's. Give me Virginia plus two yeah. and a half. I, I love that team. They play with Hart. Tony Elliott, Anthony Calandria, Malik Washington. They're a solid team. Give me, the, give me the who's plus two and a half.
1: Love it. And then the last one we haven't talked about, Jacksonville State. Richrod at Barry Kale and New Mexico State. New Mexico State two and a half point favorites. Turned off a big win against Auburn. I'm on Jerry Kill, man. Why not? Why not New Mexico State, man? They're playing better than anybody in that conference and in the, in the group of five right now. They look amazing.
0: I think it's... I'm sorry. I think, yeah, I think it's a bit of a letdown game for New Mexico State. I still think they can win. But I'm going to take, take Jacksonville State and the Cox to cover the two and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's move into the primetime window. This game's headlined obviously by Florida, Florida State. and We we talked about the the question marks around the Florida State program uh, with Jordan Travis going down. Florida State's favored by six and a half right now as we sit here on Monday. This one's 7 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, Tate Roadmaker, like we said, will go. We're assuming for Florida State as the starter. Florida, just an extremely disappointing season. Billy Napier on the hot seat. But it's a very tough place to play. It's a rivalry game. And I think my thing with this game is I think the whole public, the betting public, maybe even the Sharps are going to be on Florida plus the six and a half. And that's why I'm going to zag a bit. And I'm just going to say, I think Florida State can win this game. Yes, they're down their quarterback, but they're better in the trenches. They're really, they're, I mean, they're damn good in the trenches. And they have the, the skill guys led by Keon Coleman to, to, to beat Florida big uh so give me give me florida state i thought i thought tate looked solid you know i know it was against north alabama but i thought he did look solid filling in for jordan travis so give me the Knowles to win they're gonna be playing pissed off because i think they're gonna feel really disrespected this week people mm-hmm. are already writing them off if they go 13 and all they're saying they can't even make the playoff starts now they're gonna win this game by a lot of points give me florida state
1: can you can you be a florida head coach and not make a bowl game they're sitting at five and six i mean I don't think he's gonna get canned, but if you go five and seven, don't make a bowl game. That that's a tough season. Yeah, at Florida, I don't know if they have the patience for it. They, if they got someone in mind that they want, they can get him. He might get the axe, which would be unfortunate. But they're at home. I was actually at this rivalry game last year. It was at a uh, Florida State. Um, what an atmosphere! I mean, these fans yeah. are just not, nothing better than this rivalry game in Florida. So, um, we'll see if Graham Burks can give it a go this weekend for the Gators. Billy Napier needs to win. Um, It looks like Florida State's down a little bit, but I'm on Florida State. Definitely money line for sure. I don't know about the spread, but they're just a good ball club. They're getting no respect right now. And, and I know Florida played well against Mizzou last week, but I don't know, man. I think this rivalry game means a lot to those guys in this season, and they got a lot to play for.
0: Yeah, we're both on the Noles there. Elsewhere in primetime, Georgia minus 23 at Georgia Tech. Clemson minus seven at South Carolina. South Carolina playing for ball eligibility. North Carolina minus two at NC State, and then Iowa State at Kansas State in Farmageddon. Kansas State favored by 11 and a half. Go through my picks quick. I got Georgia minus 23 and a half. I got Georgia minus anything against Georgia Tech. I got South Carolina plus the seven at, Clemson, but I th- at home against Clemson, but I think Clemson wins by three, four points. I like NC State outright against North Carolina, and I like Iowa State plus the 11 and a half at Kansas State.
1: Yeah, um, give me Georgia and the points. They're just too good. I like U U of SC South Carolina, man. I, I like them this game. They got a lot on the line for g- going for bowl eligibility. Spencer Rattler. They're at home, tough place to play at night, especially. So won this like game the last Cox. year. Yep, yep. Like the Cox in that one, and then I like U UNC at NC State, man. I I just think they're they're due for one here with with Mac Brown and and Drake May going to the draft. I think they're due there and. I'm also on Iowa State in the points. I think K-State wins, but 11 and a half is a lot in, in this game. It's going to be Iowa State uh, points there in Armageddon.
0: And then after hours, we had to note it because Cal at UCLA, 10.30 Eastern on ESPN, UCLA favorite minus 10. It's the last ever peck 12 after dark game. Sure, we might get some of these in the ACC. We might get some of these in the Big Ten, but it's just never going to be the same. And it's mm-hmm. the end of an era, so I'll be tuning into this game. I like Cal plus the 10. Um, in the last ever Pac-12 after dark game. Man, it's kind of emotional for us us sicko college football fans that love us some Pac-12 after dark. Give me Cal plus 10. They're playing for bowl eligibility.
1: Rip Pac-12 after dark. It's a sad day for fans. They've always got fun ones that just go so late into the night. Um, But yeah, Cal at UCLA. I, dude, I might go Cal outright, man. They're going for, for a bowl game here. It's the last one. They're at UCLA. I don't really care about the atmosphere there. 10 points is a lot, in my opinion. I think Cal gets it done. Give me That's the cool.
0: Bears. Give me the Bears. Fresno State minus five and a half at San Diego State and Colorado State minus six at Hawaii. Give me give me Fresno State minus the five and a half, even if it's Logan Fife. And give me Colorado State minus six. They're playing for some bowl eligibility. That was at 11 p.m. If you want to go even later than, than the Pac-12 after dark.
1: I'm piggybacking both of them, man. I like Fresno State. I've liked them all year. It's kind of burned me a couple of times. But I just like this team. Like they're better than they've been playing the past couple of weeks. And. I want CSU in a bowl game, man. They're just fun. They're fun to watch with these guys. Yeah. like think these seniors would still play too in a bowl game. So I'm on them. Tough place, Hawaii. Time change, all that good stuff. But I don't care. They're the Rams. This is
0: actually Hawaii's 13th game of the year. They're they're four and eight, and they're playing another game. So, it's wow. kind of, and it's kind of interesting, especially with all the travel involved. Yeah. Upset of the week. Where are you going?
1: All right, I got six. So I'm just gonna say them all. Florida. Gators, you know, everybody's going to be talking about it this week to upset FSU. Um, South Carolina kind of hinted at it earlier versus Clemson. Northwestern at Illinois. BYU is a big one. They're plus 700 at Oklahoma State. Maybe a trap game. Um, UTSA at Tulane. Air Force at Boise State. My pick's going to be Air Force plus 205 at Boise State. Trying to make that Mountain West Conference title game. They lost three straight, tough one. But um, I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. Also, sprinkle UTSA at Tulane, you know, trying to get in their um, conference title game. But a lot of fun ones on the slate. I, th- I think there's going to be a few upsets. Kind of said a little bit. But these rivalry games, man, you know, a lot, a lot on the line, whether it's bowl games, bragging rights, in-state rights. There's a lot that these guys are playing for. And, you know, they're playing for, for you know, a lot more than themselves and their teams. And so... There's going to be some upsets. I'm going to call it now. There's going to be a few. It's just a matter of picking picking the right ones.
0: Yeah. There's always some weird stuff that goes down on on rivalry week. I like the I like the Air Force pick. I think that's smart. I also really like the UTSA pick. I I have that one as well. Um mm-hmm. I like TCU plus 340 at Oklahoma. Oklahoma quarterback concerns. TCU not a great season, but Oklahoma's not really playing for much at this point in the season. Think that could be could be an upset. I like Boston College plus 275 at home against Miami. I love them on the plus eight and a half. Uh, Why is Miami favored by eight and a half against anybody at this point in the season? Neither teams are really playing for much, but I think Boston College has a bit of pride and I think they can win this one outright. UVA plus 14, plus 114. um, And it's actually up to 124 against Virginia Tech. I like that one. I like Cincinnati sleeper. Get a, get their first big Pac twelve uh, Big Twelve win plus two hundred five at home against Kansas. Kansas could be down to their third string quarterback again, uh, and then Florida sprinkle it. But I think Florida State wins the game. But if you're feeling if you if you believe in Florida, I, I think you bet on them outright. I don't think you take the points. I think you can bet on them outright uh, if you believe in Florida. So that's, those are my upset picks. And stay tuned to the graphic later in the week to to see where where both of us go.
1: That BC one is sneaky versus Miami man.
0: Makes no sense. I don't think Miami should be favored by that many points against anybody. Just I don't care who it is. Lock. Lock of the week. Where are you going?
1: All right. So I got four of them. I love Mizzou. Minus seven at Arkansas. I just, they're so good. Seven points only? Come on now. Uh New Mexico State. Why not, man? Moneyline. It's almost a pick up minus 130 versus Jack State. Kansas, minus six at Cincy. UNC Moneyline is minus 130 at NC State. So I just got four that I, I really like. All these teams, I think they're just better than the lines they've been given. Um, I think if I had to pick right now, I might take Mexico State money line, but uh, I think I'll throw it on the graphic later in the week.
0: Love that pick. Um, so you know, I, I don't love the Missouri pick. I'm worried about that team on the road, uh, but I I understand it um, for sure. Let's see. Let's see mine. Okay, I think. I got Tennessee minus twenty five at and a half at home against Vandy. I Just think Tennessee can run them out of the building. Maybe Nico, we might see Nico uh, Iamaleva. He was one of the top quarterback recruits in all of the country last season, uh, and he he can play in the last two games. This game against Vandy and then the bowl game, and not burn his redshirt. So might see him in this game over Joe Milton. Get him some reps, and I think Tennessee can win this one big. Uh, Maryland minus two at Rutgers. I, I like what I saw from Maryland's passing attack last weekend. Rutgers has not been able to move the football whatsoever down the field this year. And then Georgia minus twenty three at Georgia Tech. I, like I said, Georgia minus anything at Georgia Tech. It might be my official pick on the graphic, uh, but those are some those are three that I'm targeting at the moment. Early early week early week leans. We'll see. We'll circle back on where I go later in the week.
1: I'm pissed I didn't take Georgia as my lock last week. That line, I mean, I mean, think he's gotta jump Georgia right now. Just get on board, but he still can I mean, they're just too good. Um, like that Maryland one too, man. It's almost like a pick'em, like minus two against Rutgers, but I think they're a better football club than uh than Rutgers. Yeah, and
0: then back to Georgia. You can get them at like plus two hundred right now to win the title. I think I think you take it. I think you take it. And it might be the last time we see them plus money. Yeah, you know, well. If they beat Alabama, they might be like plus 140 to win the title heading into the playoffs. So I think these are some of the best odds you'll see on Georgia to win the title uh, for the you know, for quite some time. So I'd scoop it up if, if you believe in them. Players to watch, rivalry, what you got?
1: Yeah, I got four. I mean, if they're going to pull it off against against your Wolverines, I think he's, he's going to have to find a way to get involved in this game. And no matter if it's double coverage or what, but Ohio State wideout, Marvin Harrison Jr., I mean, arguably the best player on that team. Um, he's in the Heisman conversation as a wide out, which you got to tip your caps to. And he keeps him in games. If this guy gets the ball in his hands, you know, it's just a matter of give him a chance to make a play. We're going to have to find a way to give him the ball. You know, Michigan's going to try to stop him, but um, definitely got to watch this weekend, um, whether you're Michigan or just a fan in general. So Marvin Harrison, Jr., uh, Louisville running back to our Jordan. I mean, sneakily double digit wins, a lot to play for big rivalry game against Kentucky. He's back. He's healthy. He's running strong. So I like him. UTSA wideout Joshua Cephas. Um, they're going up against Tulane. And I kind of like him against Tulane this weekend, man. And he's been lighting it up um, with, with Frank Harris at the helm for quarterback. UTSA, and if they're going to win, uh, they're going to need that connection to be strong this weekend. And staying in the group of five in the Mountain West, uh, freshman from Vegas, playing at Vegas, UNLV quarterback, Jaden Maiaava. Um, he's been leading this team. You know, they're trying to push to a – a double-digit win season, make the Mountain West Conference title game and probably win the best seasons in UNLV football history. And he's been a big reason why as a freshman and um, hopefully continuing to stay with this program and bring him to the top of the Mountain West uh, for their sake, there for the reps.
0: Yeah, I like that. It's fun watching or seeing UNLV be good and relevant this year in the Mountain West. So like that, like that for sure. I'm going with J.J. McCarthy as one. I think they got to be able to move the football through the air if they want to win this game, not just the ground and pound. Game that we've seen in the past two years for Michigan and, and JJ had a big game at Ohio State last year. People kind of forget that just because of the the two Donovan Edwards runs, but JJ w- was good in that game as well. Had had a couple long touchdown passes to Cornelius Johnson and also um, Colson Loveland in that game. So watch out for him. He was banged up against Maryland and Penn State. Can he get back to, to full health? Uh, also the Michigan pass rush talked about that B- got to be able to get to the quarterback if they want to win this game. Uh, so get gets him a and, and, the Ohio state's offensive line is weaker than it has been in years past. So uh, I think the pass rush is going to be huge. Michigan has a ton of guys that they can rotate in, in and out. Um, and, and that's something to watch. Tate roadmaker quarterback, Florida state, you know, he, he's certainly one to watch. We talked about that enough in, in the preview of that game. And then Anthony Calandra, quarterback, Virginia, love that guy, uh, plays with a lot of heart. Uh, and, and so does that entire Virginia team. Again, he's a true freshman quarterback. Uh, first big game or first big rivalry game against Vautech. Uh Could see him four years in that matchup. So um, that's another one that I have circled.
1: I like it. I like those quarterbacks, Tate and Anthony, man. Uh, Tate's a one to watch for sure at Florida State, not only for this week, but for the AC championship and and where they're looking to go, you know, hopefully the college football playoff. It's, you know, there's a lot on his shoulders, out of nowhere at this point.
0: I know, can you imagine being him? Like you're kind of chilling behind Jordan Travis, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Really
1: played this year
0: on a great team, and then all of a sudden you're thrust in the middle of the college football playoff. Like picture, crazy, nerve wracking for him, I'm sure. But it's kind of the life of a backup quarterback. You get put in these situations.
1: That will be ready to roll. Yeah, it's gonna be a hostile environment, man, down in Gainesville this weekend for him. But we'll see. Lot on his plate, but they got a hell of a team to uh, to help him out too
0: absolutely all right heisman power pool
1: yeah i think we have pretty similar rankings my number one um it's it's almost one a one b but bo Nix and then Jaden daniels um bo's got the chance to i think prove it with bigger games but Jaden's numbers have just been insane i think they're just gonna open up the playbook mm-hmm. do whatever they can at lsu to get them that heisman so bo number one technically right now and then Jaden, and then three uh michael Penix. you need those guys to slip up a little bit i think at this point and then four or five Marvin Harrison Jr. and then Carson Beck. I think Beck is just kind of the fifth guy right now, just on the list, but not really in the conversation. And, and Marv, I don't think will win it, but um, I think I put him at four there. So to me, it's, it's really Nick's, Daniels, and Pennix, um, but really Knicks and Daniels, in my opinion, at this point.
0: Agreed. And I have the same thing, uh, Knicks, Daniels, Pennix, Beck, and then Marvin Harrison. So I just got the last two flipped there. Um, I think Bo Nix is just going to have more opportunities on, on huge yeah. stages to win this thing. I know the stats lean in favor of Jane Daniels, and he's currently the favorite. But I mean, he's playing. Uh, who do they play this weekend? Texas A&M. Like, he's just not going to have the the real Heisman moment. I don't know if that matters. It might not matter to voters. He might have just have the pure stats to win it. But it'd be one of the more like forgettable Heisman's in recent memory, just because he hasn't been like in big national games, really outside of the uh, outside of the Alabama game and, and this L S U team's not one that we're gonna really remember long term.
1: If, if he had stayed healthy in that Alabama game and like engineered a comeback, yeah. like that would have been the Heisman moment. I think he'd be a clear front runner here. But it's just tough, like you said, like might have the stats, but Bo Nix has got Oregon State and then if they win, they'll have Washington in the, the Pac 12 title game. Like those are two huge games and if he likes lights, lights it up in both of those, it's hard to argue against his resume. Um so Jaden almost would probably want Bo Nix to lose this weekend to, to the Beeves, and you know somehow there's chaos, and they don't even make the Pac-12 championship.
0: Exactly. I think we're on the same page there. Uh, it'd be fun to watch. I mean, Bo Nix, is, I think he's had the most starts as a college football quarterback ever, so a ton of experience. Uh, I, think be, I think he'll be ready for Oregon down the stretch here. And... I think he's, he's rising up draft boards, man. I saw him like in in the top five, this. this
1: Yeah. I saw someone floating him out of the mock draft for the bikes. And I was like, oh, I haven't thought about him in the pros at all. Like he's, he's a vet. He knows what he's doing, I guess. Right. Not as high of a ceiling, maybe as other guys, but you kind of know what you're getting at this point. He's played so many games.
0: Exactly. And I think the more experience, sometimes people equate being older as a bad thing coming into the draft. But I think the more experience you get in college and, and get those reps under your belt, the better when you transition mm-hmm. into the pros. We've seen so many guys, you know, that have only started like 10, like Mitch Trubisky or Zach Wilson, you know, go into the pros and struggle. So why not get the guy that's got tons of reps? I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That is our rivalry week preview. That's, that's week 13. I uh, cannot be more excited for, for, for this weekend. Uh, this, this week's going to fly by. Uh, hopefully actually it's probably not going to fly by. It's probably going to go by pretty slowly, Um, but all eyes on Saturday and and Friday. We got some games on Friday and Thursday, but big games on Saturday for sure.
1: Massive weekend, massive game for you for the big 10 for college football playoffs, rivalry games. I think everybody's got something to tune into uh, no matter what conference or uh, or what day it is. There's, there's a lot going on in in college football um, and all the conferences and the NFL and, and uh, NBA NHL, everything's in full swing. So Great time to be a sports fan, man. It'll be a great weekend. We've got Thanksgiving coming up. So yeah, can't ask for much more, I'd say. Yeah.
0: And boots on ground this weekend, potentially.
1: Boots on the ground, man. Roll goes. Bull eligibility.
0: <laughs> Close out the season with a nice win heading into heading into the bowl game. Um and yeah, that's it. That's all we got this week for for the for the recap pod, for the preview pod. We hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. We we are thankful to our listeners. Thank you guys for listening to the pod. Uh, and, and that's it. You got anything else?
1: That's it. Yeah. Thankful for the listeners. Thankful for the sports, man. It's uh, hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. It's lots of food and, and watching some sports. Yes, sir.
0: All right. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. We will be back next week uh, to recap rivalry week and, and preview conference championships, man. This thing is, it's getting to the business end. So appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Catch you on the next episode. Peace out.